0: Jesus is a name that is above every name. I'm gonna preach about it today because I've been feeling it for days. My father's birthday would have been yesterday. Dad would have been 88. If you don't know him, you miss the best part of life. He was a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, down to earth, genuine preacher. One time I was struggling. I said, Dad, I, I just, I don't know, man, I just don't know what to preach. He said, son, I want to tell you something. When you can't preach on anything else, preach Jesus. Just preach on the name of Jesus. So I'm going to do that today. You may be seated. God bless you. To all of you that had birthdays on Daddy's birthday, I know Burl's one of them. Burl's birthday. Happy birthday, Burl. Too many of them will kill you. Be careful. Amen. Who else? Somebody else here had a birthday on my dad's birthday. Nicky Giddens. Okay. Amen. God bless you. Happy birthday to you anyway. Names in the Bible. I did a study a few years ago about names in the Bible, names that mean something. They often depict a personality. I want you to think with me for just a a few moments because if you go back and study the names of the Old Testament, it was just, they didn't just name them to be naming them. It wasn't like John and Sue and Joe and Bill and... It was a name that depicted a character or a personality and sometimes the memory of a place. Children were named for purpose. And for instance, let me just give you a for instance, Abram meant high father. But when the Lord changed Abram's name to Abraham, Abraham meant father of many nations Jacob was a name that meant trickster or supplanter. You can check me out. Don't do it now. Don't Google it while I'm preaching. Everybody say amen. Put your phone up. Jacob meant trickster or supplanter. Israel, whose name, who Jacob's name was turned to, meant the prince of God. Esau meant red earth, our flesh. These are names that meant something in the Old Testament times. When Israel was going into Babylonian captivity, they had God fearing and God glorifying names. Remember this Daniel meant the judge of God, Hananiah meant Jehovah has been gracious. who's meant who is like God, and Azariah meant the grace of God. Now, if you're wondering who those guys were, you know who Daniel was, but those other three guys' names were changed. Hananiah became Shadrach, and Mishael became Meshach, and Azariah became Abednego because the king tried to change their name because their names were God-fearing, and God-glorifying names. These were names that were given for purpose. And the king said, we're going to change your name and change them to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Ladies and gentlemen, he changed their name, but he didn't change their heart. He didn't change their character. He didn't change what they stood for. He didn't change what they believed in. He was changing their names to change their identity but you gotta do more than change my name to take me out of God's circle and out of God's kingdom and out of God's providence. Somebody said amen. Many names in the Old Testament recognize the personality of God. I want you to see this this morning. This is not something that I haven't dealt with before, but I felt so strongly this week, all through the week, to just go to these scriptures and give you the word today. If you study the names of God in the Old Testament, it was often after some event or something that that great and miraculous transpired. For instance, he was called Elohim in Genesis because he was the creator. And Elohim means a God with creative abilities and a God with all power. No wonder he was called Elohim. In Genesis 1, seven times God said, he said, let there be. And the scripture said, it was so. The spoken word of God the power of God, the Elohim. And in, in again, God was called Yahweh Elohim, which means a covenant-keeping God. He was called Yahweh Elion which means the most high God. Abraham called him that in Genesis chapter 14. He called him Yahweh, Elion, which meant the most high God. Again, he was called by Abraham Jehovah-Jireh. You know that term. The Jehovah-Jireh simply means the Lord will Provide. That was one of the names of God in the Old Testament. Again, in Genesis 17, the Lord was called Jehovah Nisi, which meant the Lord is a banner over us. When Israel was fighting the Amalekites in the valley of Rephidim, and Hur and Aaron held up the hands of Moses until the battle was won, I want you to know that's what they called him. Je- Jehovah Nisi. We didn't win this on our own. We won it because of God. He is our banner. I love the scripture in Psalms that said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower where the righteous run into it and are safe. Does anybody believe that today? Oh, just stay with me for a little while. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer. When Israel was in Egypt, the Lord promised not to bring any affliction upon them of the Egyptians. And they called him then Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. Jehovah Shalom, that means I am your peace. Gideon was fighting the Midianites. And God came down in fire and consumed the sacrifice and Gideon called him Jehovah Shalom. The peace is with us today. Jehovah Zitkanu, the Lord our righteousness. Jeremiah saw him in prophecy to be the righteous God of all and called him Jehovah Zitkanu. Isaiah said this about him in Isaiah 9 and 6. He is wonderful. He shall be called the counselor, the mighty God, the the Prince of Peace, and the Everlasting Father. I'm here to tell you there are many more, but those are just a few of the Old Testament names of God. Amen. Why are you saying all this, preacher? Let me tell you why. God didn't expect you to remember Jehovah Elohim or Yahweh Elohim or Jehovah Jireh or Jehovah Rapha or Jehovah Shalom or Jehovah Zedkanu. He didn't expect you to have to call all those names that were that was names that they called him in the Old Testament. Here's what happened: He wrapped. Every name of Old Testament times in one name. And that name today is the name that we sang about. And the name that I want to preach about. The name that is above every name. God didn't expect you to say all those Old Testament names. When he showed up in Matthew, the angel said to Mary, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Is there anybody here that knows who Jesus is today? I got your attention already. Here's what Paul said in Philippians 2.9. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, hath given him a name which is above every name. Everybody say a name above every name. That means that name is, is the top. You can't get any higher than that. You can't get any better than that. The Bible said every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So let so let me preach to you a little bit. Why are you saying, pastor, that Jesus is the name of all those Old Testament names? Let me tell you why. Because I know who Jesus is. Jesus is God incarnate. God John 4, I'm going to preach a little bit today. John four twenty four 24 is a spirit. God is not a person. I, I may cross your theology today. If I do, go study it out. But God is not a person. The Bible said in John 1.18, no man, no man has seen God. Nobody's ever seen God because God is omniscient and omnipresent and omnipotent. God covers all space. He covers all time. God is here today, but he's also in Alexandria today. He's also in China today. He's also in Europe today. He's also in Australia today. God can be felt anywhere that men will bow and worship him. He's God. He's a spirit. He covers all space. He covers all time. Are you with me? Everybody say God is a spirit. I could give you a lot, a lot of stuff here today, but I want to preach to you that God is not a person. You can't find where he's a person. Somebody said, you're a Jesus-only preacher. No, I'm not. I believe in the Father, and I believe in the Son, and I believe in the Holy Ghost. Here's what I believe. The Father was God, the Spirit, because you see, when Mary was with child, all of a sudden she was pregnant and knew no man. The Bible said that that which came over Mary was the Holy Ghost. Another place said that that which was in her was of God. I want to tell you that God was the the father and Mary was the mother of the most powerful man that ever walked upon the face of this earth. His name was Jesus Christ and Jesus was the incarnation of God. He was God that wrapped himself in flesh. That's why he was on earth and yet he was in heaven. oh yeah anybody believe me today who is this Jesus Matthew 1 said 23 behold a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is who I just want I want to to clarify something God didn't set up in heaven and just send somebody to die. He put on self. He put on flesh. He robed himself. You don't believe that? Watch this. Paul said in 1 Timothy 3:16, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God, everybody say God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels. Preached to the Gentiles, believed on the world, received up into the glory. So, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that God put on flesh. Here's how it happened. I'm going to make it, I'm going to break it down for you today. Here's how it happened God the Spirit overshadowed Mary the flesh and a baby. A baby was born in Bethlehem's manger. His father was God. Therefore, he had a spirit side because his father was in flesh. If you believe God is a person, you don't believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. God! was a spirit and is a spirit and overshadowed Mary and she gave birth to a son. She called him Jesus. As flesh he walked and he talked and he ate and he slept and he did everything that we do as human flesh but as God he calmed the troubled waters. As God he fed the 5,000. As God he raised Lazarus from the dead. As God, let me tell you, he wasn't just another preacher. He wasn't just another prophet. He was god manifest in the flesh hallelujah hallelujah I'm, i'm helping somebody here today here's what john said in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god watch verse 14 and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh the savior of the world I hope you get that this morning because when we say Jesus we get the healer we get the provider we get the banner we get the victory we get everything everything that's wrapped up in every name God ever had. That's why when you say Jesus, that demons tremble at the sound of the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if the Father was a spirit and Jesus Christ was the, the incarnate God and he was the flesh, Jesus Christ wasn't the eternal son. He was the only begotten son. You cannot be begotten and be eternal at the same time. Eternal means no beginning and no ending. For instance, God is eternal. There is no beginning to God. The Bible said, before the morning stars sang together, he was God. He's been God further than anybody can remember. And he'll be God when it's all said and done. He is God, he was God, he is God now, hallelujah, and he will be God in the future. Who is God? Who is this father? Malachi 2 and 10 said, Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? We have one Father, the Bible said. Isaiah 63 16 said, Doubtly thou art our Father, though Abraham be ignorant of us and Israel acknowledges not. Thou, O Lord, art our Father, our Redeemer, our Redeemer. Notice that thy name, is from everlasting. So the Spirit, the Father, Came to earth to reconcile man had to bring him back to himself you say that's a weird weird translation preacher no it's not it's very simple the spirit overshadowed Mary she had a son he lived 33 and a half years and when he died and gave up the ghost he had accomplished the mission upon this earth and he had given his very best to mankind and died upon a cross with his blood shed for all humanity he did what he came to do. He became the supreme sacrifice for every man, every woman, every boy, every girl. He took our sins upon his shoulders and he nailed them to a cross. And they took him to a tomb and they buried him. And they thought it was over. But three days later, I want you to remember what Jesus said on the cross. There were seven sayings, but one of them was this My God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? You ever read the scripture? That's what it says. Jesus said, My God, my God. Let me tell you why that had to happen. Oh, I feel good today. God can't die. God never has died. God never will die. God's a spirit. We'll just let that sink in real good while I wipe all this sweat off today. Because you got to understand this. The reason, somebody said, well, Jesus was praying to somebody, it was his flesh praying to the Spirit, just like you and I do, because he was 100% man, but he was 100% God. But God, the Spirit, had to leave the body before the flesh could die. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you you know how I know that? Because when we bury people, we quote Romans chapter eight, and you know what the Bible said? If the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, he shall also quicken your mortal body. The resurrection power is the spirit of God coming back into your body and getting you up out of the ground. The the Jesus that we know couldn't die without the spirit leaving the body. The spirit, that's why he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And for three days he was dead. But on the third day, on the third day, without any fanfare, they had guards around the tomb. They had done everything they needed to do to make sure that nobody stole his body because they heard him say, Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. All of a sudden, The Spirit of God went back into that tomb and and rolled that stone away, and finally Jesus comes out. Why? Because the Spirit resurrected the body. I got some of you going to go get in your Bible this evening, and that's good. The Spirit resurrected the body, and He came out a glorified Christ. That's how he could appear in the room with the disciples and never open the door. But he was the father who became the son he gave his only begotten Son that means the flesh of God became God upon this earth and accomplished the mission to redeem mankind and then left he left on the top of a mountain looking down at a crowd that was staring at him watching the bottom of his feet and two angels stood in his stead had said ye men of Galilee why stand ye here gazing this same Jesus that you sing go away shall also come again he's coming back hallelujah but before he left I want you to hear me before he left he did not leave us without hope he said I am now with you but I am about to be in you Ah, I'm, I'm coming back but I'm not coming in flesh. I'm coming in spirit. He said I will not leave you comfortless but I will come to you the comforter which is The Holy Ghost. Why did Paul say in Colossians, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Why did he say that? He said that because when we get the Holy Spirit of God, we're not getting another God, we're getting the God that created the heavens and the earth. The God that spoke the worlds into existence. The God that stood upon the mountain. The God that died upon the cross. Listen to me right now. There is not another. There's only one. His name is Jesus, and he is the Savior of the world. You see, it's not not just a name that makes him powerful. It's not just a name. It's not just a name. It's what's behind that name. It's what's in that name because there's healing. We sang it, there's freedom, there's victory, there's power, there's anointing, there's glory. There's everything you need in the name of Jesus. You need something. Look, that's why you can go down the road and when you almost have a wreck, you shouldn't holler out those four-letter words. You ought to just say, Jesus! because he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He's a name that you can call on night and day. You can roll out of bed when your kids have 104 fever and call on the name of Jesus and he's there. You can walk in a hospital room where somebody's dying with cancer and call on the name of Jesus and he's there. You can call upon him every day of every hour and his name is healing and power and glory. Whatever you need, it's in the name that is above every name. Hallelujah. I could give you a lot of word today, a lot more scriptures, a lot of things that perhaps you haven't seen before. I read I read about Philip, Philip in the New Testament, and he said to the Lord one time he didn't understand either. He said, "Lord, you keep talking about the Father. He said, "Show us the Father." He said, "Show us who is the Father." And 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 the Lord looked at Philip. You know what he said? "Philip, Have I been so long with you and you've not known me? When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now I'd admit to you, when you see me, you see a, you see part of G. E. Everybody says I look like him. Well, that's a good thing. I don't count that bad. Somebody told me on the internet yesterday, you look just like your dad. Thank you. That's a compliment to me. But let me tell you, when you see me, you don't see my dad. But he said, when you see me, Philip, you've seen the Father. Have I, bought? he said, Philip, have I been so long with you and you've not known me? You didn't understand that when you look at me, you're looking at the Father. Because I am in the Father. And the Father is in me. The Father is a spirit. And the Father brought me into this world. And and what what I'm trying to tell you today on this Sunday morning is that it hadn't changed when Jesus left. Does anybody know what a ghost is? Anybody ever ever seen a ghost? No, don't raise your hand. We don't. You know what a ghost is? It's a spirit of a departed one. That's why the Bible called it the Holy Ghost. You know what it is? It's the spirit of Jesus Christ. He departed, he's in his spirit. In Acts chapter two. Oh yeah. Mm. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in all, all in one place, in one accord. That's what the Bible said. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting and cloven tongues, there appeared in them cloven tongues like as fire and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. I like that. But I like this too. Read on down to where Joel said. I believe it's around 12 or 14. Put it up there for me. Uh, the Bible talks about who all was there. They were all amazed and were in doubt saying to another what meaneth this? And others mocked had said this. These men are drunk; they're full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, said this: "These are not men, men, you men of Judea and Jerusalem. Be this known unto you. Hearken," he said to my words. "These are not drunken, as ye suppose. It's only the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last; it shall come to pass in the last days," saith God. I, who said this, who said, "I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh." Who said that? God said that. God said, I am gonna pour out my spirit. So what I've got in me today is an Acts chapter to experience a same God that said, let there be light and there was light. Let there be a river and there was a river. Let the light divide from the darkness and it was so. What's living in me today is the power of the mighty God of Israel. And his name is Jesus. Is he still Jehovah? Zitkanu, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha, Yahweh Elion. Is he still Elohim? Oh, you better believe it. He's ever bit of that and nothing less because he's the God that said, I am God and I change not. Jesus Christ said in Hebrews 13, I am the same yesterday. Somebody shout yesterday. Today had forever. Why are you preaching this? I don't know. I just come to tell you that Jesus is the saving name of the New Testament church. Acts chapter four and verse 12. There is no other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. That name is powerful. That name is glorious. That name is genuine. I'm so glad I know the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's just something. When we sing this, there's just something about his name. It's it's the realization of who we serve today. We don't just serve any God. We serve the only God. He said, I am God, and beside me there is no other. Hear, O Israel. The first thing Moses told those Israelites. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. Is one. You believe that today? He said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to teach it to them every morning. I want you to teach it to them at noon. I want you to teach it to them in the evening. I want them to know that here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. His name is Jesus today. I'm so glad I know him today. The God of the Old Testament's in this house today. The God of the New Testament's in this house today. The God of the future is in this house today. The God that we serve is in this house today. We hadn't to switched gods or switched authorities, we just went from Father to Son, to Spirit. And these three are all one because there's only one. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let let, let me show you something today. For some of you that's having a hard time grasping this, let me help you just a little bit. I might help me too with a drink of this before I pour it all out. Pretty good stuff. You see this? You know what this is, David? David? This is water. This is called, in scientific terms, H2O. Everybody believe that? See this? I could put this in my freezer, David, and in the morning, it will be ice. But it's still H2O. Am I right? I can put this in a pot and put it on my stove this evening. And it will start coming up. Esteem, but it's still H2O. You with me? So, He's Father in creation, He's Son in redemption, He's Holy Ghost in reconciliation and redemption to all of us in restoration. He's Holy Ghost. What we have in us is Christ. That's why Paul said, it is Christ in you. If you claim to have received the Spirit of God or the Holy Ghost, you know, <laughs> I feel a little wild and crazy, but I'll try to get over that. But listen to me. If you, if, if you listen to the, the world that we live in now, they don't even like to say Holy Ghost. They say Holy Spirit. I don't care what you call it. It's okay with me. Call it Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit call it whatever you want to but here's what I do know it's an experience for every man to know Christ and to know him through the power of his spirit hallelujah it's something that everybody ought to know about and everybody ought to have It's something that we all need. Can you say amen? It's something that is genuine and it's real. That's what we feel in this spirit, in this building today. It's the spirit of God. The Holy Ghost is in the house today. The spirit is in the house today. You know, I was telling God just this week God, I I, I love you. I've never seen you, but I love you. I've never laid eyes on Him, Linda. I don't know. Somebody, you know what the Bible said? Blessed are they. Blessed are they who have believed and yet they have not seen." Blessed, that's called faith. We walk with God in faith. We're giving our best in faith. I've never laid eyes on Jesus Christ. I don't know, I don't know what he would look like only by the scriptures and, and, and the things that I've read. I want to tell you that picture they paint, it's probably not even close. But here's what I will tell you. Someday I'm going to see him. Someday I'm going to be with him. I'm going to serve him every day of my life. And when I'm in trouble, I'm going to call on the name that is above all others and I'm going to run to that name for my safety. There's just something about his name. There's just something about his name. That's why you can be anywhere in the world. I love it when I'm riding down the road in my car and I just whisper his name. You ever done this? Just say Jesus and suddenly the presence of God Is in the house. He's all over the car. He's in the room. Wherever you are, Jesus. My kids have been sick. Jesus. My daughter was laying in Rapids General with a leg that looked like wasn't going to make it. The doctor said she may lose her leg. We didn't curse and swear. I didn't call the name of Mussolini. I didn't call on the gods of this world. I dropped to my knees and said, Jesus, oh, Jesus, I need you, Jesus. Jesus, you have all power. Jesus, you have all authority. Jesus, there's just something about that name. I can't tell you how many times I've knelt beside the bed of my kids when they were running fever, when my wife was in the hospital with an incurable disease. And the doctor said she'll be this way the rest of her life, but we just said Jesus, Jesus. She don't have that disease anymore because Jehovah Rapha showed up. Jehovah Rapha showed up. when I call the name of Jesus can't tell you how many times I've needed God and needed something in my life. And I just said Jesus and Jehovah Jireh provided everything that I needed. Everything. Jesus. Don't ever, don't ever forget what's behind that name because that name is elevated because of the God that is behind that name. But look, there's a guy that, that, that mows yardage. I know he mows Donald's yard. He mows Crystal's yard. But but his name is spelled J-E-S-U-S. One day I was at my daughter's house. She said, Jesus is coming. I said, do what now? Jesus is coming tomorrow. I said, oh, okay. I know they call him Jesus, but she called him Jesus. You can spell it that way. You can call anybody that. But when you call on the Jesus that I know, You get healing and power and authority and anointing and glory and the blessings of God. There's salvation in his name. There's healing in his name. There's deliverance from every alcohol addiction, every drug addiction. There's deliverance from everything that you're struggling with in your life. There's deliverance from pornography. There's deliverance from all the vile and horrible things that have tried to ebb its way into your life. But you hear me right now. Why don't you just call on his name this week? Why don't you just say his name this morning? Why don't you just lay it? I walked into a place to pray a few days ago for a man that was dying a man that was very very sick and when I started to pray I don't even know who the guy was he leaned over and he looked at me and he said pastor why are you praying for him pray for me he said I got some addictions I didn't know what they were I don't have to know but I know the name that is above every other name and I just said Jesus Jesus take care of that need oh there's just something about that name Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus, there's just something about that name, Master, Savior, Jesus. It's like the fragrance after the rain. Oh, Jesus, help me. Jesus, oh, Jesus, let all heaven and earth proclaim King and kingdoms, they may all pass away. But listen, there's just something about oh, that name. I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know where you are. I don't. I know things are different. Normally, we'd just call people down front and lay our hands on them, pray for them, believe God for the miracles, but. Here's what I'm convinced of, God can touch you right where you are this morning. Whatever it is you're up against this morning, God's got it. If you'll just whisper his name this morning, if you'll just call on his name this morning, if you'll just say, Jesus, I need you today. You may need healing in your body, Jehovah Rapha is in the house. You may need a financial need today. Jehovah-Jireh is in this house. Are you hearing me today? The enemy may be hot on your trail, and you may need to put up your banner today and declare your identity. You may need that today. Jehovah-Nissi is in this house. Whatever you need, it's all in him. We used to sing that old song. It's all in him. It's all in him. The mighty God is Jesus. And it's all in him. The living word incarnate. The helpless sinner's friend. Here's what I want you to lean on. You ought to go mark this in your Bible at some point today. Because here's what Isaiah. And he prophesied about the coming of Jesus Christ. And the birth of Jesus Christ. He said for unto us a child is born. And to us a son is given. Put it up on the screen, if you will, Isaiah 9 and 6. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name, his name, watch this, shall be called wonderful. Watch this second one. Counselor. Counselor. My wife's a counselor, but she can't do what he can do. There's a lot of counselors, but nobody can do what he can do. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and maybe you're in trouble waters today, and your boat's just rocking and rolling, and you're having all kind of issues. The Bible said that Jesus, that's coming, that that Son, that's going to be born, He is the Prince of Peace. If he could step on the bow of a literal boat and say, peace be still and calm the storm, he can do that in your life. And he can stop the waves and the wind right now. And the clouds will roll back and go away. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. But somebody just needs to know who he is today. You need to know that Jesus is the answer. And Jesus is the name. Father, all over this house this morning, your precious people are sitting in your house of worship. I pray this morning, God, for sweet peace, for a sweet anointing, for guidance, for direction, for strength. I pray for our people, Lord. I pray for every guest here today. I pray the anointing of the Lord be upon every one of us God what I preach today is a simple truth of your word your name is above all names we bow to it we worship it, we give you glory but not just because it's five letters of an alphabet but because behind that name is everything you are and everything you have been And everything you will be. You're our God, our Father, our Redeemer, our everything. So we whisper your name, Jesus. and We ask you today to let your mighty hand come down in this room. There's somebody in this room right now, Lord, that in their eyes, their future is dark. Things are not well. They're struggling with issues. The things of this old world have come against them. but Jesus, I call on your name today to touch them, mind, body, and soul. Let the Holy Ghost do a work. Let the Holy Ghost do a work. The Holy Ghost do a work. Could I just sing my favorite song in closing today? Would you help me? Tis so sweet just to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I have proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh for grace to trust him more. Put this verse up there. I'm so glad I learned to trust thee, precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that thou art with me and will be with me too. Help me sing this chorus now. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I have proved him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace. To trust him more. Jesus, there's just something about his name. There's just something about his name. There's just something that turns worlds upside down. I hope you take what I'm preaching today and you put it down in here. When you walk out of here today, when the trouble comes, when the trial comes, when the situation arises, and when you, when you don't know what to do, just remember, it's not magic, it's not magic, but there's a God behind that name that knows all things. He knows every thought, every heart, every mind. Does anybody feel the Holy Ghost in this house today? Feel the Spirit of God moving in this situation today. I could preach a whole lot more, but here's what I'll tell you. Don't you ever, ever forget the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a hand of praise and worship here today. Don't you ever forget the power that's in his name. Hallelujah. 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 No other name. No other name. I believe that today. You need prayer today, Randy? Okay. 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 Kim Smalling. Had breast cancer, got better, now has brain cancer, needs God. Would you pray for that need? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, would you touch Kim wherever she's at? We send angels to minister her now. We know you're able to do exceeding and abundant above anything we ask or think. You're a miracle-working God. There are those that sit here right now, Lord, that have been healed of cancer. If you did it for them, you can do it for her. Do it in Jesus' name today. I give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The ushers will be at the entrance today. Drop your offering, your tithes, your missions, your building pledges, whatever it is, drop it at the offering today. Make sure you greet people with a wave. We don't do a lot of handshaking and heck neck hugging here. That's the kind of people we are, but we're not doing that today. Wave at somebody and uh, go your way and be merry and let the Spirit of God go with you. Hallelujah.